today. The first pitch was thrown in Baltimore. Okay, okay, Blue Jays, Blue Jays, Score is nothing, nothing in Baltimore, and uh, we believe we are in the second. And, uh, yeah, it's the home opener for the Blue Jays. Not the home opener, the season opener for the Mm -hmm. Blue Jays. They're in Baltimore, so they wouldn't be home. But you know what? Here's what I'm missing the most. I'm sad that we won't be able to play this with regards to the Blue Jays. I miss them already. Remember? Remember every time (laughs) Encarnacion would do something amazing, we'd run that? Already. I'm having a hard time getting excited about the Blue Jays season mm-hmm. when we've got the Raptors and the Leafs heading into the playoffs. It's yeah. not, you know, it's a great time to be a Toronto sports fan, and it's been a long time since I've been able to say that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm jazzed up. I don't know what to watch. I, my, when it comes to my sports attention span, I'm spending it all on uh, watching uh, most of a Leafs game part of a Raptors game, and now part of a Jays game. And I'm not even mentioning the TFC. There's a lot to be excited about here. That's a true story. We've got a very exciting uh, sports town here in the city of Toronto. You know what I did on on Saturday? I went out with a husband. We went to try. We'd heard a lot about the Glen Tavern and Glen Williams. And it's run by the same people that, uh, you know, have Scaramouche. But we couldn't get in. So we went to the Copper Kettle and we sat at the bar. This is another little little bar. It was great. They had the Jays or the uh, Leafs game on. And Chris, what an exciting game that was. The poor kid beside me was losing his nut, though. It was uh, it was a good game. Leafs uh, won that game, too. Mm-hmm. I missed every you second missed of it. That game. I'm sorry. Okay. I did not see it. All righty. Well, uh, you may have heard us talking about this on Friday. I was a little bit upset by the fact that Bombardier was planning on giving, you know, they laid off so many people. They're asking us for help, us, the uh, taxpayer. Could you please, you know, pony up some money so that we can stay competitive and we can stay in business? We're a Canadian company. And then we find out that they are going to give their um, executives bonuses of 32 million U.S. Here's what Ian Lee, uh, who's a professor at the Sprott School of Business, said Friday. Not only are the optics terrible, even if it didn't become known outside of the company, it's a lousy strategy because you're saying to the workers who you need to solve the problems inside Bombardier, look, we want you all to work your butt off. And by the way, if you do, guess what? We're going to lay some of you off while we give ourselves a great big fat bonus. I mean, it's wrong on so many levels. And, you know, I got an email from a guy who wanted to remain nameless, and he said, yeah, I work at Bombardier, and we're terrified on a daily basis that we're going to lose our jobs. This is infuriating. So he's got to be happy today to find out that Bombardier have backed down. They are not going to offer hefty bonuses to uh, six members of their senior executive team. They're putting off that $32 million U.S. in bonuses until 2020. And that's when they'll start to give them out, only if the company meets certain financial targets. I think the government should have worked that out as, you know, part of their loan and the Mm -hmm. terms of their loan are money. And uh, the uh, person that is, I think the CEO of Bombardier said, "We're, we're doing this. The reason why they give those bonuses or offer them, we're doing this to attract top talent because we need that to put our company back on the right track. And it will be payable only and only if we deliver on our financial goals. They said that to the CBC. You know, uh, that's good. I think they're right there. When you say we can't do anything about this, our hands are tied. No, that's that's just a sad excuse because mm-hmm. the reality is, you know, I think we need to, to rattle the cage every once in a while and let people know when something is just wrong. Hey, when it comes to any kind of welfare, whether it's corporate welfare 
or it's uh, welfare for a family who's uh, struggling, don't be surprised when you start buying lavish things and spending tons of money and then the, the person who lends you the money starts looking at you like, hey, why'd you do that? Um, I thought this was for the essentials. I thought this was supposed to make you, uh, make you whole again. This isn't supposed to be so you can buy nice things. A uh, survey, recent survey, reveals that the most obsessed students use Instagram. Chris, you have an Instagram account. I do, and I it's my it's really my personal uh, social media of choice. I don't, uh, f- sorry, listeners, I don't. I've got a private account because mm-hmm. I just sort of like to keep that one a little bit more insulated. Yeah. Uh, Twitter is where I'll push out some of my Instagram pictures that I like, but uh, it is my my favorite. I don't know why. It's just visual and easy. Yeah, visual and easy. And I, I guess and that's a, why the most self-obsessed students like it. <laughs> exactly, because you know why? Because you visual and easy. Lot, lots of good selfie opportunities. Mm-hmm. Likes are really easy to do. You don't have to press a like button. You double click on the picture. Really? It's e- yeah, it's so much easier for uh, someone to you know tacitly just say, "Oh, I like this, and I appreciate the way that your face looks." Or some other part of your Speaking body. Speaking how, of how faces and body parts look, have you seen that photo that uh, Mark McMorris, the snowboarder, uh, posted on his social media uh, I have over the not. weekend? Well, he uh, was back. He was doing some backcountry uh, snowboarding. I think he was probably in Whistler because I think he's from uh, the Vancouver area. Where else are you going to go um, back uh, backcountry, backcountry snowboarding? Anyhow takes this picture and shares it with him he has just he, he basically hit a tree yeah. and he's got a, he's he's bandaged on his left side the photo shows you know very little visible evidence of the battering his body experienced but he is connected to a breathing tube apparently it was just he, he suffered breaks to his jaw his left arm a ruptured a ruptured spleen a stable pelvic fracture, whatever that is, mm. uh, as opposed to the unstable yeah. kind of pelvic fracture, rib fractures, and a collapsed left, left lung. And then after that, they said, yeah, Mark's going to be on the Olympic team for next year's games in Pyeongchang in South Korea. Well, you know what? He is amazing at what he does, Mark McMorris, mm-hmm. and he's always you know scoring medals and such, but holy moly. Hey, I'm I'm taking a look at this picture. I'll tweet it right now it's at crazy. Preston Talks. It looks like... Plug the social media... He looks like Darth Vader, you know, being sort of like uh, suspended before they put him into the uh, suit. It looks terrible. Yeah, it's very, uh, it looks like something you'd see in outer space. I mean, he, he's just like hooked up to so many devices. Speaking of outer space, 2016 Canadian UFO survey was released by ufology researchers in Winnipeg. And they said there were uh, 1,131 sightings of unidentified flying objects reported across Canada last year. The scary thing is, those are the ones reported. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, um, they say it's the first time in 28 years that the study has been conducted, that just 4% of the sightings could not be explained. Have you ever seen anything in the sky and you thought, well, I don't know what the heck that is? Mm-hmm. Then it turns and I realize it's a plane. You know what? My husband and I were driving, in a, I think near Caledon. We're coming back from a cottage mm-hmm. and completely, hey, nobody was drinking. I want to say we were driving the time. Mm-hmm. Coming back and it was dark. It was late at night. So we're coming back along uh, near Caledon and we saw these crazy lights. And funnily enough, we were driving a truck and there was a dog in the truck. <laughs> we were not, uh, there was no uh, hunting devices in the truck though, I have to say. So that's where it, it veers off of the normal storyline mm-hmm. as far as UFOs go. Anyhow, w- we saw these lights in the sky. We didn't know what they were. Mm-hmm. And we both were thinking, okay, this is, you know, when normal people say, 
I saw something. I don't know what they are. So we actually pulled over. We thought, what is this? What? We found out we were near an airport. But it was weird because there were strange lights acting oddly in the sky did you, coming in for a landing. Did you experience any missing time? <laughs> Do you have any marks on your body? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, Not right. that I, but you know what? Funnily enough, there, if you hand me a doll, I can tell you exactly where I was. No. Yeah. 